The Face of Latina Professionals propels women of color to reach their highest potential through education, community, and self-development. Join us as we come together to provide a platform for Latina voices to connect and be heard on the Face of Latina Professionals podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Face of Latina Professionals podcast. Today, I'm joined by Berenice Tenorio, CEO of Nuestra Cocina Food Company. Berenice, thank you for being here. Tony, it is a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. It is our honor. You are such an amazing woman and an inspiring woman. So to share your story is going to be super fun. But also, I know that there's going to be many people out there who get a lot of value of it. But, um, you know, I'm curious. Can you tell us a little bit about Nuestra Cocina and exactly what it is and, you know, how you got started with all that? Sure. Nuestra Cocina. Nuestra, in Nuestra Cocina, we manufacture um, food products and uh, especially um, Mexican food products. So we have a, um, different categories, and uh, we have cheeses, we have um, yogurts, sour creams, desserts, and um, um, specialty meats as well. And uh, all the flavor that we provide in uh, all these offers that we have for the consumers are um, with a Mexican flavor or the Latin flavor. And uh, one uh, unique thing about uh, our company, Tony, is that um, we want to manufacture products that are um, 100% natural and also that are very friendly. When we manufacture these products, we want all our processes to be friendly with the environment. I love that. Yes. Super important, especially it now. It is very important right now. And, and, and you know, I, I would love to, to hear more about Nuestra Cocina, but before we do, I want to know about you and your story. And, you know, obviously, you know, we talked a little bit before, you, you're, you weren't born here. You can pick up a little bit of an accent, right? Which is, yeah. I think you mentioned you understand. Can, can you notice it? <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's a beautiful thing. So, uh, but why don't you start telling us in terms of being Latina and, and identifying with Latina? Where are you from? Uh, tell me, you know, where, where were you born, raised? Uh, we'll start there. Sure. Well, first thing is that um, I wanna tell you that I uh, I feel so proud to be a Latina in the United States. That feels amazing, by the way. I love it. And uh, I was born in Mexico. I was born and raised there. And uh, after I graduated from college, I got a job opportunity in the U.S. And that's the reason why I came. And uh, I was planning, actually, to uh, go back. But... um, one of the reasons why I, you know, came to the States is because when I graduated, um, my uh, degree was in international business. So I wanted to, you know, go to uh, another country and uh, have this professional experience. And um, I was looking in different countries. So I was applying, you know, with companies in uh, England, South Africa, Australia as well, because I had the opportunity to go there. And I spent um, uh, the full summer down there. Oh, no way. Where did you go? Uh, Sydney and uh, Melbourne. Wow. The two cities I didn't go to. So I was north of you in Brisbane. Okay, that, that, yes, yes, that's, amazing, that's a nice, a nice city too. And um, so I was just looking for this international opportunity. And uh, finally, I got an opportunity here in the US. 
I mean, you know, so many, you hear so many people that go to school for international business, but it's usually to work with international companies or have that background, but you rarely hear people being so ambitious and saying, I'm going to get a degree in international business, which means I got to go, I got to, you know, I got to leave my home country. I think that's amazing. And I'm kind of curious, is that something that you always knew you wanted to do was leave Mexico to go somewhere else? And and that's why you pursued the international uh, business degree? Well, the first thing, yeah, talking about um, being um, ambitious and, you know, dreaming, that's all about me, you know, dreaming all the time. And um, you're a visionary. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, all these visions you had, a company and everything else, I think it's pretty amazing. Well, Tony, let me tell you, I grew up in a very small town in Mexico in the state of uh, Hidalgo, which is very close to Mexico City. Mm-hmm. And uh, over there, I had very, you know, limited, limited opportunities. I'm sure. And um, my mom was a single mom, and uh, she didn't have enough money to pay for my college, um, for, for, for my college, school, yeah, for my yeah. school, yeah. for, you know, the university. And uh, so I always had this dream that, you know, I wanted to go to uh, university, but um, I had this dream that I wanted to go to the most prestigious uh, university in Mexico. And you did, right? And it's a private university. Take the Monterrey? Take the Monterrey. And Mm -hmm. everybody was telling me, you're crazy. You don't have the money to pay for that, you know, for that school. And I was like, well... I don't have the money, but I have the dream. That's amazing. And my mom doesn't have the money to, of course, you know, pay for that college, even if, you know, she works overtime and all these things, you know, she's not going to have that money to, you know, afford um, um, that um, That university, that tuition. And I said, you know what, I'm going to just, you know, find solutions. And that's basically, you know, my personality. I always try to find solutions when everybody tells me, like, there is a problem or, you know, you cannot do this. I'm the opposite. (laughs) Yes, I want to do it. And let me figure out, you know, how I can do it. So I got um, scholarships. And um, and basically, I figured it out you know, to pay for my tuition and to pay for all my expenses because I had to move to a, a different city. And it was like many miles away all from um, the state where, you know, I was born or where I had my family. And uh, yeah, so I figured it out and I was able to accomplish my dream to um, to go to this uh, private university, which is, you know, like the best university in Latin America for, uh, for, in Latin America for uh, business. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and yes, so while I was there and after I graduated, uh, I noticed that, you know, they had so many programs for, um, for international students and they have programs for, you know, like for the students to go to other, uh, universities in other countries, but I didn't have the money, you know, to cover all those costs, but I'm like, I can do it. (laughs) You know, I but I just need to be creative and to figure it out, you know, how I can do it. So basically, to make the story short, I um, found a way to uh, cover all those costs with scholarships, you know, talking to 
these organizations that are out there, sometimes you feel like, you know, you're alone and that uh, your parents don't have the money and that you, you're limited, but it's not true. Now, I have to ask, is, is this something that you saw growing up as yourself being so different than, you know, others around you? Because it's one thing, you know, when you have this type of cultural identity that's different than not everyone else, right? But that, that here, like in the United States, it's a melting pot. So you have different cultures. But in Mexico, obviously, you're surrounded by Mexicans. So did you notice yourself, though, even in that environment, being very different from other people? In the way you thought, I guess, you know, in, in that most people see problems, but it looks like you were not looking at the problems. You're always looking at the solution. Well, you know, being in that university, of course, I was... Um, around um, students that, you know, have their family to be able to pay for everything, right? right? right because right. it's a private school. Everybody that goes there is because they can afford yeah, all those a lot of crazy, money, right? yeah. you know, costs. But I, I think I got it from my mom. Mm. You know, my mom mm. was a single mom. And, um, um, and of course, you know, she had to be creative, she had to figure figure out, you know, how to feed uh, her kids, yeah. and uh, and I think I just got it from her. That's you know, amazing. she was always very creative, and she was always like an entrepreneur trying to. Oh wow! Yes, yeah. Well, you're blessed. I mean, that's a, that's an amazing role model to have, and obviously it served you well. And one of the questions I'm curious about, because obviously this is one of the things that we talked about was identifying what really it means to be Latina. But we have such a, a limited perspective because it, 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 for us, it's we're so close to, to Mexico and to, you know, well, Mexico, but then obviously to Latin America that your, your experience going to Australia, right? What was that like in a place that probably doesn't see as many Latinas going from, you know, Mexico <laughs> to Australia, right? How, how, what kind of culture shock was that for you? Actually, you know what? It was a an amazing experience, Tony. I'm sure. Because, you know, first of all, I wanted, you know, again, because I I, I was so passionate about that international exposure. So I've made, I, I, I was going to say I found this opportunity, but no, I made the opportunity. I like that. I made the opportunity to go over there because, of course, you know, I had to cover all those expenses. Yeah. And I had to figure it out, you know, how to... Um, <laughs> you know, to make to get the money yeah. to make it happen. That's not a cheap ticket. I mean, just to go no, to just the to go there. The university, because I um, I spent a summer in the um, the university in Sydney. That's amazing. And uh, anyway, so being over there, it was an amazing experience, Tony, because you know I thought that it, I was traveling to like a very different world, and it was a different world. But the amazing thing is that I found a lot of Latinos no way. over there. And I also, you know, found some great Mexican restaurants. Interesting. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And you, you mean like great, like you had them and you, you can vouch for the fact that they were good? Y yes. Wow. And, um, and also, you know, uh, places where you can dance Latin music, salsa. Interesting. Salsa. Interesting. So I was not expecting to see, you know, that part of my culture or my Latin roots. Now, I was expecting to see just, 
Awesome. You know, of course, something totally different, which it was something totally different, but it was a big surprise that I found this Latin culture now, over there. Do you feel like that it found you in a way because, you know, when you speak that people can say, oh, you sound, you know, like you might be Latin and or, you know, whatever, Hispanic, whatever you want to call it, but to say, I know of these things. And so people are more forward with sharing or, you know, cause I, I was there and I didn't see any of those things. And, you know, I feel like you, you, you kind of, uh, you discover something that I didn't even know was a thing. You know what? Because it, it was in Sydney. Mm, Which is like, yes, Sydney is so uh, cosmopolitan Mm. and uh, that's, you know, like the biggest city and they have like this mix of different cultures from all over the world. And I didn't find that in Melbourne. Mm. Melbourne was just a small city, very nice as well, but it was Sydney where I found um, all these you know, diversity, the international, international right? <laughs> and the Latin flavor. I love yes, that. I love yes. that. So now, so you spend your time there and did you go back to Mexico at that point first before um, making your next move? Yes. Gotcha. gotcha. Yes. Yes. I only spent um, a summer there, you know, in the university. So I, um, you know, this, uh, you know, what I was doing over there, I was trying to learn how to do business with um, Australia. Oh, interesting. Yes. Now, business for yourself, like as an entrepreneur, kind of like that—that's the mindset you were going in, or to get a job. You know what I was trying to do is just to have, you know, um, to have the experience being as a student in a different country yeah. and to go to a, you know, uh, a different university and in a different part of the world. Absolutely. That was basically my my main point. But since my degree was in international business. So um, this was aligned to, you know, to my degree. For sure, for sure. And at what point did you make the decision to come to the United States? And, and tell me a little bit about, you know, the, the thought process behind making this your next move and, and <laughs> hopefully final. I mean, oh, we're not losing it anywhere, but, you know. <laughs> no, well, let me tell you that um, Australia created that trouble because when I went, you know, over there, I had the, uh, the experience with a Latin flavor, and I had the experience with, um, you know, the Mexican restaurants. Mm-hmm. And um, so it felt kind of nice to be, you know, part of that culture in a different country, in a different world. Yeah. So when I went back to Mexico, I was like, you know, this is not enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though. This is not enough. But again, you know, my my limitations were always, you know, the money because I mm. didn't have the money, you know, to go to um, all these other countries. Right, right. And um, so anyway, I, when I went back, I stayed there in a war for two years. For in the, Mexico. In Mexico gotcha, gotcha. for Arthur Anderson. Oh, no way. Yes. Interesting. For Arthur Anderson. And actually, after I graduated, I already had a job with them because they uh, did a contest with all the students, you know, in my career or different careers. And uh, basically, I was one of the winners in that contest and That's I had so a job. Awesome. So, I, you know, when I went back, I'm like, OK, I don't have to worry. You know, I have a job. But I always wanted, you know, to... Um, to have this international experience, like I said, you know, since uh, Australia, you know, created the, the trouble. 
for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. G- give you the bug, right? You got bit. <laughs> so anyway, I I started, uh, I said, you know what? If I want to have this international experience, I just have to create the opportunity because, you know, that's not going to come to me. So I just started applying for um, different companies um, through, you know, this program in the university. And um, I applied for different companies in different, you know, countries. And I got an opportunity or a job job offer here in the United States. Okay. Of course, you know, this is a great country. And everybody wants to come here. But I said, you know what? So many people want to go there. Yeah. And, but I got to be open, you know, with other opportunities, because if I just, you know, wait for opportunities in the, in the United States, probably it's going to take too long. So I'm yeah. just going to be open. So I was open, but I got so lucky because I got um, a job offer to come um, to the United States, you know, and uh, with a, you know, with a food um, company. Wow. This was a multi-billion um, company that it's in the food industry. And let me tell you, Tony, that uh, I always had a passion for the food industry. So I felt lucky, blessed to have that opportunity. And I said, yes, I'll go. I'll go. And uh, it's how, you know, I ended up here in the United States in the food industry. That's amazing. And then so that was 2004, right? That you that you 2000, came. Yes, 2004. And then just, I mean, 2017, not too long after, you start your own company, which is incredible. I mean, just just the story alone to get to that point, and and I'm so excited to get to to, to talk about that. But, you know, yeah, take me through those times when you were thinking, okay, now it's time, you know, starting my own thing, and and take me through that process of what that was like mentally for you to make that decision. Well. <laughs> First thing, I was planning to go back to Mexico. Oh, you were? Yeah, because I wanted to have I wanted to have this um, international experience, but um, I always wanted to you know go back to um, to Mexico. So you're saying right around the time that you started the company is when you were thinking you might go back. Well, not necessarily, you know. So when I came, I you know with this um, job or with this mm-hmm. uh, food. Um, with this company, you know, in the food industry, I was thinking like, you know what, I'm going to stay probably like three, four years and then, you know, go back. And that's, you know, like all I need. Just that's for, your, for all, the resume kind of thing. Yeah, that's all the uh, international experience that I need. And then, you know, I, I want to go back. So that's going to be like an accomplishment for me. Because, of course, you know, um, like, an, an, you know, at that age, Thinking about like living in another country is just it's like overwhelming. A, I'm sure it is. So, but you, when you have, you know, just this short time, you get this professional experience. Then you, your curriculum looks great. Yeah, right? no, absolutely. And then you can go back to Mexico, and it's like, oh wow, you know, we want to hire you. You're so an all star, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of like my strategy, but at the same time, I just wanted to, you know, enjoy the experience absolutely. as well of. You know, living in a different country, having this professional experience and all that, you know, nice stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when I came, Tony, I spent basically like five years working for this amazing company. 
it was a multi-billion company and I had such a um, such a nice professional experience working for them. What a blessing. That's awesome. But then, then after that, um, you know, like after five years, I was not planning really to move because I was planning to go back to uh, Mexico. Right, right. I got an, a, a job offer with another company in the food industry. Now, I didn't ask you before, but when you got that job, was the job in Chicago? Yes. Uh, okay, so, so you've been in Chicago since you came to this country. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yes. So, but in the beginning, you know, I got the job offer here and they sent me to Texas for a year. Oh, no kidding. But then, you know, they sent me back to uh, Chicago. But basically, most of the time, you know, I was living here in Chicago, sure. which I love this city, by the way. <laughs> you know, and when they moved me, moved me to Texas, I was like, no, please take me back. I was excited <laughs> because everything was new. But uh, but no, I really love Chicago in so many ways. I love to hear that. No, course. no, no, in so many ways. And I can tell you so many details about, you know, why I love the, this city. Anyway, so I got uh, this um, uh, job offer that I was not really, you know, planning because I was not looking for a job. Mm. And um, and I accepted that, uh, that offer. It was actually that company. It's the company that I own today. What? Yes. No way. That's amazing. <laughs> Look at the, what? Is, what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, you know, back then I didn't know that I was going to end up, you know, own, owning the company. And basically, you know, what happened was that um, they offered me this, um, this position. And to be honest with you, it was... It was a very risky decision, Tony, because I was part of a, like a multi-billion company. I had a very stable job, and this company was new. Oh, So when they contacted me, they were like, "You know what? We want you. We want to. We want you to develop um, the marketing, sales, and distribution division for the company." They were new. Wow. When they contacted me, they didn't even have operations um, wow. in this market. And um, um, so it was kind of like risky. Yeah. And but I was, you know what? But you're a risk taker. I am a risk. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I, 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 I am. And I said, you know what? This is a lot of risk. But I felt so in love with um, with the business plan. And I said, I don't know if I'm doing something good or not. But I I got a f- good feeling. I love the business plan, and I want to be part of you know that project. Even though that they haven't started, I just I just have a, this good feeling, and then I want to be part of that because I also have you know this entrepreneurial spirit, and it was basically that you know um, you needed to have that inter- entrepreneurial spirit to be part of you know, that crazy project. Of and course. especially after being, you know, part of uh, a big corporation and a stable company that, you know, was in business for uh, more than 50 years. Wow. So I was crazy and especially living in a different country with... Well, no not f- that crazy because no, paid off. <laughs> not family, but um, uh, it's, you know, how it started. 
So when I started, com uh, I started working for them, everything was great. I was so passionate about the mission, the vision, the business plan, and um, the go-to-market strategy. And uh, this is, you know, Nuestro Queso, mm -hmm. the, you know, one of the brands that, wow. um, that I sell today. Yeah. And, um, but unfortunately, you know, they raise a lot of um, a private equity investment. Oh, okay. And they had, the business plan was amazing. But unfortunately, they underestimated um, the investment, the amount that they needed, yeah. you know, for uh, the business plan. Right, right. And it felt, Tony. Wow. It felt. Um, but um, back then, the uh, board of directors had to make uh, had to make, you know, very important decisions. And I spent, you know, working for them for about, let's say, like four years. Mm. And everything was great. But like I said, the, everything was great. The plan was great. The only mistake that, um, you know, they had back then was that they underestimated um, the investment amount that they needed for this project. It yeah. was so ambitious. Mm. They wanted to have a production they wanted to have distribution centers in Chicago, mm -hmm. California, New Jersey. Oh. I, it was very ambitious. Yeah, and yeah. I really loved, you know, all this uh, vision that they had. All that was perfect in, um, in paper. Right, right, right. All that was perfect. But unfortunately, sometimes, you know, as an entrepreneur, you make mistakes. And the only mistake that they did was that um, they underestimated. Just not um, asking for enough, right? The, the investment. Right. So they raised um, private equity investment, which was great, and great investors, by the way. But the only problem was that, you know, they estimated the wrong amount. So that so was at some failed. point where, <clears throat> so it was, it was failing at that point then when, at that four-year mark? Because it seems like time-wise it'd be like almost eight years before you took over, right? From from the time you started, from the time I started, four years. Oh, for, oh it was four, four years. years. Oh, okay, okay, yes. okay. So yeah, so tell me about that. So what, how did you, how did you get the opportunity to take over? Exactly. Actually, once again, I had to make to make to make the opportunity. And um, you know what happened back then is that um, basically when they ran out of uh, money, the board of directors had to um, make important decisions. And the decisions, I mean, there were not too many options, Tony. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Yeah. So it was either, you know, to close the company, yep. just to finish everything, uh, to sell the company, or do something different. Right. Do something different to, you know, what it was in the business plan. And... Um, uh, so they made the decision because they they realized that there was a big opportunity. This was a just a, such a great project, such a great you know business plan, and the go to market uh, strategy was amazing as well. So somehow the investors really believed, even though that they were not involved 
in the operation. They really believe in the opportunity. So the decision that they made back then was to, you know, when they started, they had three divisions. They had, um, like I said, you know, three divisions. So for the future of the company, they realized that um, making important decisions, you know, to continue basically the, the business was to get um or basically to focus on only, you know, one division. Mm, mm. And instead of, because it was, you know, that the thing here was that it was just a uh, very... Um, was it like too broad as far as the product line? Yes, it, it was, like I said, um, it was very ambitious. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing wrong about being ambitious. It's just, you know, about uh, the investment, like I said. No, and sometimes it's also just having a good plan to scale, right? That you, you start too too ambitious, right? Then this is a potential, a, a consequence of that. So basically, um, they decided to only focus on one of um, the three divisions. And um, so they were planning to, to sell, you know, the other two divisions for the best interest of the company and for the future of the company. And is that what happened? And when I realized, you know, when I found out about, you know, the decision from the, um, the board of directors, of course, you know, it was shocking to me, but um, I had two options. Either, you know, like just wait until see what happens. Right, and right. basically when, I mean, let's be honest, when uh, a company acquires another company, you know, you, you, you are going to be surprised with many things. Either you stay or they do a lot of changes that you they don't like. They bring in their own team. Or they bring a new team, all these things. Yep, yep. And um, um, so I said, you know what? Probably I can create the opportunity here. You know, either I just wait and see what happens and probably I'm going to lose my job or... I thought of, you know, this crazy opportunity or maybe I can, you know, make it happen and, and acquire um, those two divisions. Oh, interesting. So and that's what I did at the end. Wow. And why I did it. Right. That's the most important thing. Why I did it, Tony, is because I was so passionate about the, um, the vision. Yeah. And about, you know, this business plan and everything that they were doing, it's part of my roots. You know, I always had this entrepreneurial spirit, spirit and I got that from my mom. So, you know, working there, it was like one of the best experiences that I had in my life because I had to be an entrepreneur. Of course, I was an employee. They were paying me you know, uh, to work for them and to do all these things. But I was an entrepreneur because I built the company. And you went in with that mindset. I built the company and I, you know, didn't care. You know, I just started from scratch, even, you know, before they just started the operation. And uh, I really believe in the project. And um, number two, it's part of my roots. I love the Mexican gastronomy. And uh, we were making and selling Mexican products. 
So I said, this is me. And high quality products, right? Not just high quality. Not processed like we're talking about all these, you know. You said it right. It's not just like any other food product out there. It's a unique product. Right. And especially after my trip to Australia, where I noticed that uh, the Mexican food was so popular over there. I said, you know what, I'm in the United States, and uh, right now I see that um, it's just very popular for the ethnic market, but in the future, I just see that it's going to be part of the American diet. And I said, I believe on this, and I can take it to the next level. Um, And the most important thing as well is that um, they had such a great team, a team that uh, it was very passionate a team that believed in the project, a team that was fighting every day for, you know, what they believed. And it was so hard for me to give up. I said, you know what? I have a commitment with my team. The team that believed, you know, in me, in my direction, the team that believed in this project. And, uh, and if I give up, you know, they're going to maybe lose their job and it cannot end, you know, there. So I said, I have to make this happen. So basically, you know, what uh, happened, Tony, is that I ended up um, acquiring, you know, those two divisions. And uh, I decided to take it to the next level. And um, and I was um, not alone. I mean, I'm alone because... I don't have my family here. So when I was telling you that I was planning to go back to Mexico, I didn't, you know, I didn't go back. Right. I stay here. <clears throat> this is my home. My team and the people that I know here, it's like my family now, and especially, you know, my team. So that team that started back then, that is still working for me. Wow. And um, so I didn't give up. And, um, and I said, you know what, I'm going to... St- I'm going to take this to a next level. And one day, all these food products are going to be part of the American diet. And today, 18 years later, you can tell. American families are cooking Mexican food, either tacos or, you know, any guacamole. They're adopting all these, you know, great uh, Mexican recipes as part of their diet. Absolutely. And I'm so passionate about, you know, about that. So when I decided to stay, I said, you know what? I'm going to make something great here. If I'm staying, I'm going to make the sacrifice to be away from my family. Is because I'm going to do something good. And I'm going to make a good impact in my community because here... I'm also very proud about uh, the Hispanic community. They are so entrepreneurial. They're, uh, they are very successful, and that's inspiring for me that, you know, I said I cannot go back. I can do something great here, and for sure it's going to impact my employees. If I continue this project, it's going to impact my community. It's going to impact the um the, the American economy as well, because I'm creating jobs. And I want to also impact at one point, you know, my country, my community down there. And that's, you know, something that I have in mind. 
And, um, but also I said, being as a Latina woman, a Latin woman, I also want to, you know, create some impact among those women. Because if I can open the doors, you know, for other um, entrepreneurs and other, you know, Latin or or women entrepreneur, that's something that is going to be nice as well for the next generations. Absolutely. So I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I hope I can, you know, inspire and, and, and create all this positive impact uh, in my community, Tony. No, you. I know you have. And, and I'm just so proud of everything you've done. And, and you really, your vision is incredible. And, 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 you know, your heart's in all the right places. So if you're out there listening, though, I would encourage you to reach out to you know, Berenice and um, just talk to her. I mean, this is an inspirational woman who just has been doing so much. And, um, you know, that's it's uh, it's an honor. Like, like I said, I, I can't say enough about you. I think you're just an incredible person. And so, you know, thank you for coming in. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being an inspiration to other Latinas. And I can't wait till the next time. Thank you for the invitation. It was a real pressure to be uh, sharing my story with your audience, Tony. Thank no, you. Thank you so much.